Welcome to the Dream Plan Start Grow Show, where the goal is to provide you tips and tools to create and execute your business plan for success. Welcome back to the Dream Plan Start Grow Show. My name is Allison Turner. I started these interviews because I really love entrepreneurship and I believe we can each learn from each other. Whether you're brand new to business, you want to start a business, or you're a seasoned business owner, check out you know, the rest of my episodes on the Dream Plan Start Grow Show to really level up your game. Today, I'm honored to have with me Kim Walsh Phillips. Kim is the founder of Powerful Professionals, a business coaching and education company. She went from 32 clients to over 11,000 in less than a year and was recently named number 475 in the Inc. 5000 and is an MBA-free self-made millionaire. Welcome, Kim. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, so great to be with you. Yeah, so I typically just ask start start with the obvious question of like how did you get this start because I know I know your story and I resonate with your story because I'm kind of in the same the same boat of owning a, a marketing company and having to go network and do that that you know to kind of replenish clients and whatever um, and that's one of the things I know that attracted me to you as a mentor so yeah. share some of that story. So how I went from the one way to the new way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The old way to the yeah. new way. <laughs> well, it actually started, it's super interesting because I've been very introspective lately. I think with the book, The Shift's coming out about like how, where the shifts in my life come from and where do I want to go next? So I'm always thinking about that. It's not like when we get to that place, we're like just sitting still. We're like, okay, I'm done. Um, <laughs> but back in the day, I the, on my only exposure to the marketing and uh, communications world really came from school, right? As it would have. So I thought I wanted to become an English teacher and um, then also lead the theater program at the school. I thought that's what I was going to do. And I went into all those classes and I hated the education part of it. Like I was bored out of my mind in the classroom, but I loved the communications. And I actually had a great advisor who said like, you could change your, you can, I was telling him and he's like, you can actually change your major. I'm like, what? There's all these times where we're not happy where we're at, but we're settling because we don't even know we could do something different, right? And so I remember in that moment, I had a decision to make. I was either going to stay comfortable in my major and graduate on time, or I was going to get uncomfortable and go into something that actually could bring me a lot more joy and not be able to graduate with my class. And I was actually getting married that summer. So now I was going to be finishing college married, felt like so not what the norms were, but I did it. And I ended up going into one semester more, went into PR, started um, in that space. Eventually my PR firm turned into a marketing um, company. And same thing. All I knew about that was you get clients, you do work for the clients, and then you get another client, do work for the clients. That's all I knew. But I knew that I hated it. I knew that I hated the lack of impact I could make because I was so tied down to the needs of all these individual accounts. And also, it was hard to scale my team. And I wasn't present for my kids. And it was really, for me, a moment of I need to, I need something better uh, but I don't know what that is. I need something different. It wasn't even better. I, I, no matter what I tried to make my company better, which I did all the time, it was never what I wanted. And um, it just so happened. I had this one moment with my daughters when I'm putting them to bed that I just call out to God and say, can you freeze time for a second? Because I didn't want to miss them growing up. And mm -hmm. I heard a voice back that said, I don't need to freeze time, Kim. You need to be more present. 
And I was like, oh, snap. And I had been <laughs> listening to, um, I don't know if you ever listened to Russell Brunson's book, Expert Secrets. I have not. Okay. So I just so happened, it's not just so happened, I believe in divine timing, was listening to yeah. that book the morning after on my run that I heard that voice. And in that story, Russell shares that he, to change things in his business, he created a webinar and he just kept doing that one webinar over and over and over again. <laughs> and I was like, that's my answer. And I literally sprinted home, got on with my team and I said, we're going to create a webinar that solves this problem of me having to go out networking constantly and having me have to, it's only making money from accounts. I created that webinar. We started to get clients in it. I got course sales in it. I um, automated it. And it was so good that three different companies asked to buy my firm. And I was able to exit within 90 days of that epiphany night with my girls and start my new business. And my goal in that new company was just to show other business owners what I had done to solve that conundrum of how do I get myself out of this hot mess? I can't fire myself, <laughs> but I want to. And um, that's what we do. Yeah. And you, you make it sound so easy. And when I know it's not that easy, but um, no. <laughs> um, but I, you make it sound so easy which, as I said, was probably one of the things that attracted me to you as a mentor, because I've never, the funny thing, and I've never shared this with you, but is that I've always been attracted to male mentors every mm -hmm. single time. Like, I've never, ever found a female that I've resonated with ever. Like, and it's been interesting. I don't know what the reasoning is behind it. Maybe it's, I'm too, like, testosterone driven. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's my tribe though. As you know, yeah. I have men and women in my tribe. Right. And the women I tend to attract tend to also typically go towards male leaders. So I tend to get right. people in my world who previously had only had a male mentor. It's cool yeah. though. It's like a cool, what I love about our tribe is it's men and women, all different um, races, geographic locations, all different sexual right. orientations and religions. And we all come together with a desire to make more impact, more income, but also get our lives back. Yeah, no, absolutely. So obviously one thing you just said in there was you talked to your team because you had a team working for you about creating the webinar and your team helped you create the webinar and implement the web Not webinars. create the webinar, but instead to support me in this vision. Okay. So like, clear my Wednesdays every day, Wednesday at two. And let's look at what the marketing is going to be to fill it. Definitely the webinar came from me being super ninja going, I, I dissected 12 gurus webinars, took bits, wow. bits and pieces from each, put them in my first webinar. And every time in the 119 times, I would test one more thing until I got that winning webinar formula. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So you were just really deliberate, really focused, really driven and kind of getting yeah. to that, that, that next level yeah, and the, exactly. new, the new business. Mm -hmm. Exactly. To a place that when I sold my agency, a majority of the money I got from selling my firm went to buy media to fill up my webinar. <laughs> so what were some of the challenges? So when you made that switch kind of from yeah. the one mode of digital marketing to the webinar um, and kind of going from, you know, small clients to tons of clients. What were some of the challenges in doing that? I had a belief that I needed to step into, that I was worthy of be having a tribe, that I was worthy of being a coach of all these people. Um, I definitely had to get past imposter syndrome, as so many of us do. 
I was also so used to being hands-on on all the things. And one of my desires in the new business was to only work in my zones of genius and allow all of my team to do the same. And so I had to have accountability in that. Um, also, we had spent a very long time, Allison, like focusing on putting a Band-Aid on a wound. Like there's, we're bleeding here, let's solve this problem. And what I really wanted to do was shift into more strategic thinking. Like, what do I want a year from now? What do I need to do today for my year from now goal instead of always focusing on what do I need to do today for today? And that's still something I struggle with. And I don't, I, I don't know when the point is that I'll pivot completely away from that. But I, we've done it more and more all the time. Um, but it still as a small business, you always are having to deal with the problems you have right now while <laughs> looking at the problems of the future. Oh, so yeah. one of the ways I solved this was I came up with this time of day, which for me is early morning before anybody gets up in my house or the day starts that I am working on the things that are my strategic things. And I am working on them every single day. They're always getting my best use of energy because that's my most creative, most productive, most talented time is early in the morning. <laughs> And then when the day starts, I'll start dealing with the stuff that is on fire or needs to get done that day. Okay. Yeah. And I've, I've started trying to sh shift my schedule towards that as well, because that's what I've mm -hmm. found in my own schedule is like, I, you know, you plan, you have the perfect plan. And then all of a yeah. sudden the client's like, Hey, I need this today. And you're like, well, why didn't you tell me yesterday that you needed it? <laughs> Right, but right. they didn't know they needed it yesterday. Well, because they, they know that you'll do it that day, so that's why right. they wait till today to tell you. Right, right. You know, <laughs> so I've learned to put some boundaries in place with the clients. Mm -hmm. You know, barring your websites down for some reason. You know, obviously right. that's an emergency. You know, changing one little word on a website is not an emergency. Right. <laughs> so, you know, exactly. so, um, so what have been some of your greatest successes going this path? It has been an unbelievable experience um, to be able to work with entrepreneurs and help them step into their purpose and shine their light. I've had so many clients who went from really struggling to going on the other side of it to having the ability to impact a lot more lives, generate multiple six figures, seven figures, and getting to see the coaching I do to then be implemented into action is my absolute greatest joy. Um, I love being able to be fully present for my kids' activities. I still make choices. I'm not, I didn't become a stay-at-home mom. I still work. And so there's still things that I could attend that I don't. And we make choices and I talk to them about that, that I choose to make an impact. I have a book launch coming up and we're on vacation next week. And I usually am completely um, shut off from work next when I'm on vacation, but they know this is going on and I've already enrolled them in the conversation of I'm going to, I have a whole day that they're going to be at the beach and I'm going to be doing interviews and doing work. And they know that. So it's like, I love having the choice to do it or not do it versus before it had to be done. I, I really did not have a choice in a way. I mean, we always have a choice, but if I didn't work through everything, our business would have fallen, fallen apart. Now it's that I get to choose the things that are going to give me the greatest ROI and be my most mas passionate projects to spend my time on. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, the one thing you said there was the buy-in with your kids and obviously your yeah. husband too, I assume gets to buy in there too as, as well, yeah. but, um, he's probably an easier buy-in than the kids are, but, uh, yeah, you know, because I think that's trade off. Like, yeah, he does the yeah. same thing for work and I support him in that way. So we're good there, but yeah, my kids, but they are fully enrolled, which is really nice. Like they get it. We talk about impact. They know the impact that I make with the work that I do and they, I thank them for the support they give me, how they can make an impact. So it's really right. been a process of complete transparency, being super present for them when I am present for them, and then them knowing the times when I'm not, what I'm doing instead. Yeah. And I think that's an important lesson for them just growing up because then when they become adults, young adults, adults, exactly. you know, that they're going to take that and live that message as mm -hmm. well with yeah. their own family down the road. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So the other thing I know that really attracts me with you is like mindset and how you've incorporated that. Cause I talk a lot about that in the coaching I do, you know, with clients, because to me, you know, I, I grew up as a tennis athlete. So I, you That's know, amazing. and yeah, I mean, I played D one tennis for Northwestern wow. university and, you know, but I grew up in that cycle and I know like, had I had, you know, and I always, remember like, you know, it's like 80% mental and 20%, you know, your talent, obviously, if you don't have yeah. talent, doesn't mm -hmm. matter how good your mental is, but, but, you know, I know, I think I struggled some with that mental toughness and things like that. And I still got to where I got. So I'm still, yeah. you know, so the, the real question is like, where could I have gotten further? And I see that sometimes in my business and I'm like, oh, it's that same thing from like how many years ago <laughs> in the tennis world where, you know, I got to there, but maybe I could have pushed through to that next level. I don't know if I would have ever been like top yeah, 20 in the I world. Yeah, and I don't even but... know, Allison, I don't even know if that thought process serves you well to even go back there in that way. I don't think it does. I think that instead we can take from it and say it as a fact. At that point, I got to this stage. Where do I want to go next? what the person who goes to that place next, what is she thinking? So like we go right. to that place of like forward mo motion towards what we want to accomplish. And it, it's really interesting because when we start being solution-based in our self-coaching on where we want to go versus any should-haves on the past, <laughs> we are able to focus all of our energy on that and it removes the shame, it removes the doubt, it removes the regret, because now we're just moving towards the future. And we can step into who we need to be, because when we think about who that person is who would make those decisions, we can start to say, what would that person be thinking? How can I get myself right now before I've accomplished those things to start thinking those things? Because I don't have to wait to accomplish that next thing in order to think differently. And so that's where I go next whenever I'm coming into that space. With this book, I've had to do so, I've gotten to do, I've chosen to do so <laughs> much work on myself because putting my, I had a book on social media, great. I have a book on Instagram, great. Those are all books on the technical things that I know how to do, the marketing strategy I know how to do. When I step into a space of a book called The Shift, I'm now t coming to you saying, this is a way of living your life and your business that's very different than anyone else. I've had to step into a belief of someone who is qualified to have those conversations. And I wasn't just, I didn't step into this with no doubt. So I had to, the person who is the one who can confidently get on a stage and talk about this, what is she thinking? How can I get myself to that place? And I don't think 
that's a self-development thing that will ever go away. We're always going to have to look to what's that next thing and what do I need to believe in order to achieve it? So what were some of the strategies you used to kind of, I guess, coach yourself to that place? Yeah. Well, I definitely got a coach. I have a coach that I use to help me with the mindset things to point out the obvious things that I don't see myself. Um, so that's helpful. I think everybody needs a coach. And if there's any coach that doesn't have a coach, they shouldn't be your coach. Um, <laughs> and that was one piece. Another piece was I went deep into the um, the topic areas, like um, immersing myself in content around that. So I do on-demand learning. So I'm always um, hearing things. And every speaker that I really respect when I would listen to the things they said about this. I'm like, oh, that's what I believe. That's what I teach. Okay. The stuff that I know is things that work well. And then I put myself in small environments where I could test out some of the things I was planning on talking about and just to see how they would resonate. So I I recommend you never take your big ideas to a big unknown space the first time. Always test it in a space where the audience is warm and receptive because then you can feel the vibration of, is this well-received? Um, is this something I should talk about again? What are they thinking about it? And then I can pull that confidence from that micro experience into my next macro experience that I play out. Wow. Yeah. You make it sound so easy. <laughs> well, why isn't and I know it it's not, but. <laughs> well, why isn't it easy? Because I think, well, I'll only speak for myself. I won't speak for other people, but I think I overthink things. Right. So. Okay. So then we can go there. What I say is, what if we can think about everything is easy? What if is easy or hard is a thought. It is not actually a fact, except if it's a surface. A surface can be hard, but the surface can't actually be easy. Easy is a thought. So then we think mm -hmm. to ourselves, what? how can I make this easier on myself? How? So then whatever your how is, is it for you an accountability partner where you talk stuff out before you go present it the first time? Is that the next phase that you go? Or is it bringing a question to a coaching call that you can dive deeper into to start getting used to that topic? How could this get easier is the next question I would ask myself. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Totally makes sense. So talking a little bit about your previous books before we go into the book that's launching in April. I know you wrote the, you co-wrote those books, right? You co-authored both of those uh, books. No, yes, one I did. The other one's just And me. then yeah. just you. And how did that help you become more the expert in your field and kind of yeah. grow your business? Um, my first book, my no BS guide to our response, social media marketing was my first time writing a published book ever. And I work with a writing coach that I um, have worked with on all my books and she's amazing. And so I call her my book whisperer <laughs> because she will help me with developing concepts that maybe aren't clear. And she made me a better writer for sure um, because e I write emails every day. I write blogs all the time. A book is so different because it needs to be fluid, not just quick thoughts, but a storyline that goes throughout the entire book. So she definitely helped. And then that book was... Um, edited by my publisher who gave me pages and pages and pages, pages of edits. So I had to learn more about the book process that way. Um, it was a right. it was an on-display way of learning. And then the second time I wrote the No BS book, it's funny because I went back and had to read the first to change it. 
thought, wow, this is not very good. I did not think I did a great job <laughs> that first time. But it was just because I have a new lens. Like my book writing right. has become so much better. So this year, I actually have two books coming out. I had was writing them both at the same time, two different publishers. They were due June of 2022 to my publishers. It was the same week that we had a membership retreat. And I was early morning before I would get up and teach finishing those books so I could hand them in. And it's like now it's a completely different world. I can write a book and it's still is something I spend a lot of time on and attention on. And I always put myself like in a different environment. I'll usually get a hotel room at the beach, spend three days really banging out a lot of content and then I go and supplement it. But it was a completely different experience. And I just finished doing the audio book of the of the shift. And I, um, this is the first one that I'll actually be doing the audio on. My other publisher gets somebody else, but my new publisher has me doing it. And I was so scared to read it because I'm like, oh my gosh, what if I hate it? Like, what if I read this book and I hate it? And I did find like three errors in it, like little typo things, but I'm like, that was all I found, which was amazing. And I loved it. I'm like, okay, we're now in a place. But it took me, my first book I wrote was in 2000 15. So wow. it's been, yeah. So it's been a long time of doing this to get to a place of feeling really good about my book writing skills. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think we're always a work in progress. So it's always, sure. you know, we're always improving them, you know, leveling up to that next, that next place in our yeah. own lives. Yeah. Cause a friend of mine just told me to listen to, and I've been listening to, and I'm going to get the right name of the book, um, a Stephen King book. And it is, let me see, Audible, because this is a good one for anyone who's into writing. So the Stephen King book that I'm currently listening to is called The Dark Tower. And he has a series of three books on this, and it's going to be made into a movie. Um, and he is, that level of writing is unbelievable. Like the vivid pictures he paints and the character development, the complication of story and the foreshadowing. That's like a beautiful right. artist's craft, right? I am never going to be that writer and actually don't desire to be that writer, but right. it doesn't mean my style of writing isn't also needed in the world. And I think that's something we need to remind ourselves of. You don't need to be the ultimate on any topic. If you know one step more than the people who are waiting to learn from you, then you need to start teaching them because they're waiting to learn from you. So with the book, the, the Shift that's coming out, April yeah. 11th, what's your ultimate goal with this book? The ultimate goal with this book, because I'll say the full title, Scale Your Business and Multiply Your Wealth Without Sacrificing You. And that's the whole concept of this, is to show entrepreneurs and small business owners that there is a different way to multiply your impact and income that doesn't require you to sacrifice the rest of your life. And most of them don't do better because they don't know better. And now they will. Right. And I give, I don't hold anything back. Allison, I even put every one of our winning <laughs> webinar slides in there and the script in there. Awesome. And there's a chapter six is over a hundred marketing strategies to generate more leads. I give every single step you need plus exercises to get it done, plus case studies, you see application. So it really is, I talk about it being a, a playbook, a workbook, <laughs> and a storybook <laughs> all in one. Wow. So it's basically your program in, in book form. In a book, yeah, with some really funny stories in between. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. 
Yeah. So is it main goal to get more clients in down the road or just to educate people initially? And then obviously if you get clients, that's even the bonus. <laughs> yeah. The book is going to come with a ticket to one of our one day events. So absolutely. I want to impact lives at the one day event and some of them right. will end up joining our coaching, but it's just a small percentage of the people that will be impacted by it. So my number one goal is to impact the world in any way, shape or form, and then to do it profitably, which will only come from those next steps that they take. But the way that we do business is great because even if only 30% of people who come to my event, and that only represents 10% of anyone who reads the book or 1% of anyone reads the book, I can still have a profitable business impacting many lives. And that's why I love what we do, because we can we can do that very thing. We can impact a lot of lives and multiply our income um, at the same time. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And this is the first of the two books then that it's coming out? Yeah, so my other book coming. is an updated version of The Ultimate Guide to Instagram for Business. It's 80% new because Instagram has changed a whole heck of a lot since 2016 <laughs> when yes. my first version of that book came out. So, And at that time, when I started writing that book, I only had 352 Instagram followers, and now I have over 21,000. So it's a much different, it's a much different <laughs> learning than I know now and how we leverage our Instagram account to grow your business. So yeah, that book comes out in August. Well, yeah. Yeah. And it changes. I mean, Instagram changes. I mean, even from last year to this year, it's changed. So much. So know. much. Yeah. So, yeah. So how do you suggest people keep on top of because obviously you're you're you and your team are keeping on top of things like the Instagram changes yeah. and the in your coaching program but how do you suggest the average entrepreneur do that if they don't have the money to hire you know a coach yeah. like you or to hire a marketing company like mine what would yeah. you suggest to What's them cool is that all the social networks have some kind of page on their own social network where they put updates so if you're only going to um, participate by learning from them, just subscribe to their channel and start finding out from them what's new. They always share examples, case studies. They all have a lot of really great free resources. If you don't have a lot of time, I recommend deep diving into one network where you can have a greater impact and make more of a connection. And then my content strategy for that is you go to answerthepublic.com. You come up with your topic area. You see 10 things that people are looking for online you record 10 videos using StreamYard, and then you schedule them to go out once a week. And then you only have to do that once every other month. Once No, once every two and a half months, you do that. And so like um, four times a year, you're getting this done and you're able to have weekly authority content each and every week. So I say that simplified because I think our brains like to make things too complicated so we don't right. take action. If I don't know how it works, I can't do it. Well, you do know how it works and you can right. do it. And so you don't go, I need to either do everything all the time or nothing at all. No, you start with one signature piece of content once a week. And then I absolutely positively have fallen in love with an app. And I'm going to tell you what the name of the site is. You probably use it. Okay. It's vid, V-I-D-Y-O dot A-I. Do you use it? Yes. I love it so much. And so vidyo.ai will, um, and you had Glenn Lundy's, I guess, so I'm sure he talked about this. But anyway, it will take all of your videos and chop them up. So you do that one piece of content a week, it turns it into all your social posts. There's no additional yeah. work to do. So good. Yeah. And with this podcast, I mean, a lot of my interviews are like 45 minutes. And so I can get like 15 to 17. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I can get 15 to 17 pieces of content usually from just the YouTube link. Yeah. And it's like, poof. Oh, yeah. 
that's what I always encourage people. I'm like, you should just do a podcast, like, because then you have content, you know, All whether it's you, you sharing yeah. or you interviewing other people or whatever, exactly. whatever it is, then mm-hmm. you create your own content and that. you don't. So, yeah. And I think video is continuing to be, you know, kind of the number one thing on social media still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, more so than just posts and writing. Um, exactly. So what are you thinking of Twitter spaces now that they've come out with uh Elon Musk um, I mean, kind of upgraded some of this. There's a lot of people on Twitter. I've been on Twitter for a very, very, very long time. I, I'm not super deep dive into it. That's not my number one space where I spend right. a lot of time. But I am always interested to see, you know, how things will evolve and where where they will go to next. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see where that space takes us. I know my tribe is not ready for it. And so <laughs> I don't just bring them the latest thing all the time because I want to have things that have major ROI. I'm going to be diving much more into all this AI for them to to show them how they can create that one signature piece of content a week and turn it into all these additional posts. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, with the AI world, I mean, I know I was using ChatGPT just to break down like 10 posts, you know, I'm like, just give me 10 posts based on this, this, you know, this initial sentence. And all of a sudden it just like generated the 10 posts for me. And I know I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can just throw it on an image and poof, you've got the the post already Mm -hmm. done. So yeah, so good. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's leveling the playing field for Mm -hmm. the, the solopreneur, the entrepreneur, the, you know, the small business owner that doesn't have the huge team because they don't yeah. need the huge budget now to no. do it. If no. you know, maybe exactly. it's a $20 subscription every month or something like that. Yeah, so good. I love that. Yeah. So what's next in your leveling up? Well, we launched a podcast um, called the yeah. Scale Fast Podcast. And Justin Warren and I are doing that. And we are, um, it's still going great. And we're ranked in the top business podcast on iTunes. So I want to keep that going. And as you know, as a podcast owner, the only way you keep getting more subscribers, you have to keep pushing it and promoting it and pushing it and promoting it. It just doesn't stop. So that gets a lot of my attention. And then the book. And then we're about to be on an episode of Below Deck on Bravo. So that's going to be really fun to share. The I actually coached the crew on the same way I coached my members. So it'll be interesting to see if any of that comes out. And then we're developing our own show. So we're working on those are the different things. So there's a lot of things going on right (laughs) wow so you're developing your own show too we are you know i have this impact i have this desire to impact the world in a way that would require me to reach people where they already are and i believe most of the people who i'm meant to reach don't know how to find us right now they don't know about the marketing circles they don't know about the marketing gurus they have they wouldn't have ever come across my book so i have to go to where they're hanging out which is in more of that mass media market yeah yeah. And you think people are still watching enough TV? I mean, are yeah, you going to watch it? So watching it? So millions. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I know people are watching Netflix and streaming and all the different, you know, 8,000 streaming services. They are. are out there my now. audience, yeah, my audience is like 45 plus, 45 to 65. They are still watching linear television. Mm-hmm. Really? Hmm. I watch sports on linear television. I don't, I can't say I watch anything else on, on TV, but <laughs> like I only have cable so I can get my sports and that's it. There you go. So, um, so with your life at this point, you know, where do you see yourself in say five years, you know, obviously your kids will be older relationships, you know, business, where do you see yourself 
going in five years? Do you project that far out as a business owner? I am not, which is I'm a very goal-oriented individual, but we have so much going on that is so (laughs) fast-paced that I don't know how I could. So I just reach into my faith on a daily and just I'm like, what am I supposed to do next? And how can I do it next? And how can I get past my fear to do it next? And then what do I need to do to do that? And it's just taking each next step up this beautiful staircase that I'm on right now. And I do not even know what it looks like at the top. I don't know (laughs) when it ends, but I just keep taking the next step because right now I know the incredible things are happening and I'm on this journey without knowing where it's going, which is weird. I've never been there before, but that's where I am right now. So do you recommend most business owners just look, say, like a year out and then kind of backtrack on yeah. what, to get things done? That as is opposed the right to bigger... length. It would be, I, yeah. I think it's great to have like a future, future vision. Like I know I want to eventually have a place in New York and a place in Florida. And I know I want to have a great relationship with my children. Like all these things are important to me. I, want, I know I want to sustain my health. So I need to invest in that. So like those things are important to have that big vision. But at the same time, I also know that within a year, things will have shifted. So I need to make sure I'm accomplishing my goals for the year, but also being nimble enough to go with the opportunities that are coming towards me. Okay. So have kind of big ideas of what you want in the future versus kind of narrowed down like focused ideas. Yeah. Because I mean, I am on a mission to have some kind of major network show, which is a big, scary, audacious idea. <laughs> but I don't know how that's going to happen yet. I don't know when right. it's going to happen and what would happen when that happens. So to say, this is how it's going to be would be crazy because <laughs> I don't have that kind of control. So I just am setting forward with that as a goal, having no idea of the timeline. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that that makes sense. I mean, having kind of the bigger picture. I mean, I always talk to clients about having that bigger vision and what that looks like, you know, from a yeah. spiritual standpoint and, you know, personal standpoint and business mm-hmm. standpoint, but then figuring out what that one year mm-hmm. goal is to, you know, and then figure out how you backtrack into that. Yeah, exactly. For sure. You know, and the other thing you just mentioned is health. And I also talk a lot about, um, I actually interviewed Mo Cooper on my podcast. Oh. And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about, I'm a big believer that health impacts that entrepreneurial journey as well. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't have that, for me, if you don't have that, then you don't really have anything because, yeah, for sure. you know, that impacts everything else. So what would you say to someone that's, you know, starting a business as far as health goes? I know you're not a health coach per se, but you've obviously been in it a long time. Right. For any of our priorities, and my priorities are um, faith, family, fitness, finances, and fun. Those are my priorities. They are scheduled. I cannot give them attention they deserve if I don't make time for each one of them. And I, I won't, it won't just happen that I have time. They need to get put into my schedule. So I work out every single morning, no matter what else is going on in my day. And if I am starting the day at four, it's still going to happen because I, it's important to me to make it a non-negotiable in my life. And it might just be a 20 minute run. It might not be a large, long workout, but I'm going to have time in my morning that I put into my schedule every single day. And so I think entrepreneurs, small business owners, they, we can sometimes let some other goals and priorities we have fall to the wayside and we can excuse it away because I, I got to go do this thing, but it's always a choice. And I know I do better work and I'm a better mom and a better boss and a better friend when I 
get out in the morning every morning with my pup and do a runner and or walk every day. So that's a non-negotiable. And then even the fun, I schedule it. I have a lot of fun. I do a lot of fun things <laughs> all the time with guilt-free. I don't feel like I should be doing something else. I don't shit on myself. I know fun is one of my priorities in life and I want to have a good time. So that is also brought into it. And sometimes I can combine things. Sometimes it could be something fun with the kids that's also getting fitness in. Like I love amusement parks with them because <laughs> we're having a great time and I'm also getting a lot of steps in in the day. So yep. for me, getting those pieces together is is ideal, right? When we can build all those different pieces and parts, I love it. And on days that I fly, I know I'm going to get a lot more steps in because, you know, going through the <laughs> airport. So I'll combine right things that I am already doing, how can I help accomplish another one of my goals at the same time? Okay. Yeah, no, that, that makes total sense. And yeah. I think, you know, you bring up a great point of the fun piece, because I know for me, that's one of those things I don't always schedule. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I did it the other, a couple of weekends ago, I went to the Renaissance Fest. I'm down oh, in Florida. Fun. So went to the Renaissance Fest, but I had scheduled it because I was like, okay, it always sneaks up on me when it is in Florida and for eight weekends. And then all of a sudden, you know, halfway through, I'm like, crap, I can't go. <laughs> you know? and so, right. yeah. so I scheduled it when I saw it. And then I ended up going yeah. on my own because um, uh, my fiance, my partner, he had some knee problems and just doing all the walking. He just was concerned with all the walking. I'm like, I'm going to go regardless. So, you know, because I can have fun on my own. So. Did you have a nice time? <laughs> I had a great time. Good. You know, and it was funny. Like, that's the first time I've actually detached from kind of everything Good for, for you. a really long time. But I realized, I'm like, okay, you really have to schedule more. So what you were just saying about scheduling fun, because I think yeah. as business owners, we a lot of times we key in on, oh, we need the fitness. Because usually most people I know are like into the fitness. They're into you know, the family, they're into doing all that. And then they forget the fun piece. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, in our community, you do a power pose when you accomplish a big goal. You should post about that. That's a big win. But you actually scheduled fun and you detached and you went and did it. I love that because you had many reasons why you couldn't make an excuse oh, not yeah. to. Oh, but yeah. you didn't. easily you worked. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I will often work on a Saturday. So, yes, I could definitely have done that. Um, That's awesome. You know, especially when he pulled pulled and said he wasn't going to go. I'm like, oh. but right. yeah, but no, I, I, I had a great time and I actually ended up staying there probably longer than I would have stayed with him because he would have gotten bored after, you know, a few hours. And I think I stayed pretty much the whole day, got there early, you know, stayed for like six hours, seven hours or whatever, ate what I That's wanted. So yeah, yeah, it was a great time. But uh, so as we start to wrap up, our time together, the one question I always ask everyone on my show is, you know, if you had one tip to give someone that wanted to start a business yeah. that maybe helped you along the way, helped you accelerate your business, what would mm -hmm. that one tip be? The first thing you want to look at is how you could create enough value that people would be willing to give you their email address for it. So before you start selling, start list building. And this can be incredibly simple. You're again, you're just going to give a few tips. You can go to that great resource I already mentioned, answerthepublic.com, create one PDF or one quick video and just share it with your with your social network, with your friends, with your family. Say, oh, I'm starting. I, I know that I want to work with whatever the niche is um, and I'm starting to grow a list. So I just built put this together, this free gift. If this is something you're interested in. Send me your email address. And that's like it. Just start list building. 
the bigger your list can be, the easier everything else would be. And anyone who has a business will always tell you the one thing they wish they would have done is growing a bigger <laughs> list before. So start it now yeah. as you're starting your business. No, I think that's that's a fabulous point. I mean, and funny, like of all the people I've interviewed, I think you're like number 48 or something like that. Like no one's mentioned that. Yeah, this building. So, mm -hmm. yeah, because I think it, I mean, I'm in that that same particular boat and I do marketing for a living. So, yeah, so but right. I never really built my own stuff. Right. Um, so normal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It is normal. But um, and then if anyone wanted to get in touch with you or buy your book when it comes out on April 11th, what's the best way to do that? Yeah. So the book, my contact information, everything, you can find it at theshiftbookbonus.com. That's theshiftbookbonus.com. From my contact information there, you can get the book and you get over $3,000 of the bonuses. Wow. That's even a better deal. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So thank you very much for joining me today. Thanks I appreciate so much your for time. having me, Allison. I love, I love getting to work with you and it was an absolute honor to be on your show. And thank you everyone for listening to the Dream Plan Stark Rose show and watching. I love, you know, as I mentioned, I love working with new business owners or those who want to start a business. So if you do have any questions, you can go to dreamplanstarkrow.com and sign up for my complimentary consultation. And I would love to help you in any way I can. But wishing everyone the great rest of their day and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast with Allison Turner. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Join the Dream Plan Start Grow community by following us on Facebook or Instagram at Dream Plan Start Grow. See you in the next episode.